Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Welcome to another episode of The Earthy Girls. I'm Rebecca B, and I will be here today talking to you about living off-grid, also known as how to live if the grid goes down. And y'all, we're not just talking about camping. In this episode, we are going to talk survival skills in the event of another catastrophic weather power outage. So, get your pen and paper ready to take notes. I promise you this, if you plan and prepare, you can manage a bad situation and possibly even enjoy it. So, you may be asking yourself, who is this Rebecca B? This old school earthy girl. Who is she to tell me how to survive if we have another snowmageddon? Well, my husband and I have had an off-grid seasonal cabin in northern Michigan for the last five years, but that's not enough to make me an expert. I also raised my children to tent camp, and we did that for at least a decade. We've camped on islands in tornadoes uh, in Lake Texoma. We've camped in rivers and lakes in Oklahoma, same situation, and we've also you know, spent summers on our lake here in the Dallas area. So we know how to pack in and pack out. But even if that's not enough to make me an expert, I did learn a lot in college when we were learning how to produce a television show on location, a radio remote broadcast, and even a film. I learned the value of producing a plan and preparing for the unexpected. And usually that took form in something weather-related or electrical. And you learn a lot when you're having to plan and pack everything to go off location. So back to the little cabin in the woods. When we bought it, it had some of the basics. It had a rain-catching system known to many of you as a cistern. It had a propane stove and a composting toilet which for a lot of you runners out there, you know is basically an up-level from a porta potty So we brought in a propane refrigerator, but the previous owners, they had used an old-fashioned ice cooler, and we still have it just in case. It's a monster, and it will survive. So we also, we put in a well water and a flushing commode, and we power the water pump with solar panels. So when it's sunny out there, we can use the solar panels to pump uh, the water up into the cabin. And on gray days, which there are quite a few of those, uh, we have a backup generator. So we just returned three days ago from a trip up north to attend a funeral for one of our cabin neighbors. And Mike was the epitome of an earthy guy. He and his wife, Pam, lived completely off-grid for 33 years. And that means they didn't have running water. They had an outhouse. Pam had it decorated really cute with candles and uh, and a mirror and pictures and stuff. And they had uh, generators that they would power 
a hot plate so that they could cook small meals. And there was no running water, so they had to bring in all the water to drink and all the water to wash with. With a cabin uh, with no running water, that's gonna mean a bird bath. So rest in peace, Mike, we love you. But even if you don't have an off-grid cabin and you absolutely hate camping, this show is still for you. So, what do you need to know in the event of a catastrophic power outage? I have a quick checklist and I have compiled some fun facts for you. Can you get pen and paper? All right. This is a bullet, this is a bullet point checklist and we're just gonna go through those first and then we will unpack each bullet point. So, get your pen and paper ready. I've put mine on a small index card and you can easily just put this on your fridge with a magnet. So number one, gas. Gas for your generator and gas for all of your vehicles. Number two, food and water to consume. Number three, water to wash and flush with. Number four, secure a main living area. Number five, firewood for heating and fans for cooling. So let's unpack this list, guys. Number one, gas. You need enough for your generators and you need enough for all of your vehicles in case you have to bug out. And you say, what is a bug out? Bug out means you have to split. You have to split fast if there's an evacuation notice, if you hear that awful eh, 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 uh, on your radio, and that means you've got to leave. So you've got to have enough gas to, to leave. And you also want to consider having a to-go bag in that vehicle ready at all times, really. You know, with some water, uh, some uh, MREs, a blanket, uh, batteries, a flashlight, things like that. You may want to keep that in uh, the, your trunk at all times, especially if you live in, you know, hurricane-prone areas. You guys know. Y'all know how to evacuate. God love you. So, back to gas. Gas for your generators, gas for your vehicles, and how can you store gas? They say you need enough gas for at least three months. And that's, that's scary if we have a situation where we go three months without power. It may be in our near future. Let's pray that it's not. But you can store gas safely for three to six months. What you want to do is you want to label your gas. And you want to make sure you're using approved gas receptacles such as metal or approved plastic. And the little red ones are just fine. So use the gas that you've had first, the oldest first, and then label the gas that you that you buy, that you purchase. You know, just put a little sticky note on it, you know, 11, 16, 21, or, you know, September 10th, 21, or you've got some from May. Uh, if you have some from like June or May, you need to use that right off. So, and also too, humidity can affect your gas. Gas can evaporate and gas can go bad. So you wanna consider uh, humidity and oxidation. Those are other factors that can help uh, your gas go bad or evaporate. All right, number two, food and drinking water. And let's not forget our pets, okay? So we wanna have, what do you wanna have? In the event that you lose power, use all the stuff that's in your refrigerator first. Eat all that first but you do want to have a store supply of canned goods, canned vegetables, canned fruits, uh, you know, uh, pasta, uh, dry beans, dry rice, potatoes, 
um, things like that that you can store in your pantry. You want to have that kind of stuff, but once again, go through your refrigerator first. Make sure that you eat everything that's in there and save all of your canned and box items uh, for later on, which we hope that won't be something that we need to do. Anyways, a good thing to think about is also having some vitamins, you know, so if you, because you can't get the nutrients from the food that's in cans or in boxes, have your vitamins, okay? And specifically the kind that you can, uh, that dissolve in your mouth, something that doesn't have a hard shell that way you will have to break down. That's just my uh, Earthy Girl tip from Rebecca B. Number three, we want to have water to flush with. So that's very, very, very important. And how can we do that when we don't have a whole lot of running water? What we're going to do is we're going to go back to that gray water gorilla mentality and we are going to reuse all the water that we wash our hands with, we wash our face with, we brush our teeth with, we cook with. We can recycle all that water into a bucket uh, and pour into your, uh, your toilet tank or use some of those, uh, reuse those milk jugs, reuse those distilled water, and hopefully you don't have a whole lot of plastic detergent uh, bottles hanging around, but if you do, reuse those, and that's, we, that's a fine way to store your gray water, and you can just leave a couple of those jugs by your commode. You'll get over the fact that, you know, it's not a pretty situation, but always remember, if it's yellow, let it mellow. If it's brown, flush it down, because you're going to have to conserve your water until the grid gets back up. So, number four, very important, make a secured living area. And that means you're going to have an area where everybody will be together. Uh, usually near the kitchen, the living room that has a fireplace. Close off all unneeded uh, bedrooms, offices, uh, gyms, whatever you've got, guest bedrooms. Close those off. Grab some old uh, sheets, uh, towels, throw rugs, things like that, and stuff them under the door so that heat or cooling air cannot escape. So you wanna secure your main living area, reducing your overall footprint that you need to heat or cool. Very, very important. All right, number five, you need firewood for heating and fans for cooling. And this is very important. What happened with us in Snowmageddon uh, when Texas froze over, uh, there's a place right down the street that sells firewood and he had a small pyramid. After we went through ours, I called, um, and well, actually, I called in preparation once I saw what was going on, and I called, and uh, he said, well, I'm out, and I said, well, you, I just saw you a couple of days ago. He said, well, I'm out. I don't have anything, and we're closing, so I was stuck, but I had some, I had some firewood that we had stored up from pruning our trees. We went through that pretty quick. I also had some driftwood that I had brought home for Raquel to use in a wedding arch. And we had to burn that, that drift, that beautiful silver driftwood that I brought home for her. I had to burn it. And it burned great. So you need firewood. Think about firewood right now in November. And if you've got a nice um, firewood container or holder, you know, the racks, you can rack it up, buy a tarp. Uh, put a tarp over it or a plastic bag, several plastic bags to try to keep that as dry as possible so it can create heat immediately. Now, if the power goes out in the summertime, so remember, it does not just happen in winter with, you know, with icy trees, the ice, the, the winds that knock over. It can happen in the summer if we use too much electricity all at times, then they have rolling 
brownouts, blackouts, and then we lose power if the grid goes down. So it can happen in summertime. So if you live in an area where it's, it's very hot like Texas, you need to plan, you need to have fans, you need to have long extension cords that you can run out to your generator that's gonna be outside of your garage area or out in your backyard. So you're gonna need some good extension cords, okay? And several fans. And you can get cooling fans. You, there's a lot of products. So check your local hardware store, go online, get yourself prepared for summer, you know, around springtime. Right now we're in November. We're going to be possibly facing another severe winter. So we, we are thinking more firewood here and layers of clothes. That's something you can also do. Layer your clothing to keep yourself warm. Okay. And, and vice versa in summertime. If we do, you know, lose power, we have a, a catastrophic power outage and we don't have power for some time, light, loose clothing. Okay, so let's go over that again. We have a five point checklist. We need gas. We need food and water. Water to flush and wash with. A secure living area. And firewood for heating and fans for cooling. So, also... I didn't have this on the list, but propane does not go bad. So if you have a, uh, something that's powered by propane, you may want to consider those uh, appliances. You may want to consider uh, finding a space heater that you, we survived on our, our one space heater. We ran the extension cord all the way to the bedroom and we were able to sleep in there and I covered all the window sills with, and some of them are still there. That's kind of lazy, but let me tell you, I still have two windows that have, uh, the blankets and old towels that's lazy but it's true um earthy girls are not always perfect but we strive to but we're not always perfect so consider propane that's another thing consider a space heater uh this winter and once again make sure you have really good uh, extension cords long ones because you're going to need them so um i think there was a, a lot of useful information raquel uh is going to send in her what she did for the planet so we have to, you know, what did I do for the planet? Well, being in northern Michigan, I did a lot. We, when we got up there after Mike's funeral, we camped in a campground uh, right after that. And we had a fire that night. Uh, it was cold. It was cold by the Great Lakes. But I had saved all of our uh, cardboard, you know, the little toilet rolls, the paper towel roll um, that we used, all the paper towel. I just put them in a box that, you know, had, you know, breakfast sandwiches. And my husband was like, I thought you said you had some paper. I said, I do. And I had some old bills in my day timer. We used those. Uh, and that helped get the flame started. So, cause it was very windy off the Great Lakes. But what else we did for the planet was we slept in the same clothes. So I, I buy clothes that are called like 24 seven loungewear when I know I'm going to go camping that I can sleep in and then be in the camper in. And uh, then I can always layer over those. So that's another thing, too, that if the grid goes down, either summertime or wintertime, you will not be able to run your washing machine and your dryers. Because especially your dryers, they take a ton of energy. So that's another thing. Know your energy needs. Know the energy needs in your home. You will have to sacrifice certain things. So get accustomed to that. So I slept in a very comfortable t-shirt and very comfortable yoga pants. Two days, not showering in the camper, but then when we got uh, to the cabin 
or the night before, because we'd been in the camper for two and a half days, I said, oh, I'll take a shower, hot shower, put on a fresh pair of, uh, you know, pants, comfortable pants, and uh, a camisole and a light top over it, since as we were getting farther north, it got colder. So you want to consider getting used to uh, your hygiene habits, because you will have to drop some of those by the wayside if we have a prolonged catastrophic power outage. So those, th those are the things to consider. Another thing that we did for the planet last week was um, we knew we weren't going to be in the cabin very long, you know, because it's two, it's 24 hours up and 24 hours back. So we decided we'd be three days in the cabin, two nights. So we decided not to pull out the big solar panels to run the water pump. And what we did was we went down to the lake and carried water up. And speaking of Mike, when Mike and Pam sold their cabin, they gave us a bunch of uh, buckets, uh, sand buckets and sand toys, and they gave us this big, you know, plastic container. You've all seen them. Walmart, the big round or big blue tubs with the little rope handles. We filled that full of lake water and kept it on the porch. And I used a uh, very sturdy bucket. I love this bucket. It used to hold cat litter. I mean, years ago. But we use it for water. And so we... Uh, did what I told you to do. Uh, when I washed my face, I captured the water. When I brushed my teeth, I captured the water. When I washed my hands, I captured the water. Poured them in, I put them in, you know, I had a pitcher. Uh, and I had, what I did was in the front sink in the kitchen, I had this uh, container that used to be in a, believe it or not, you're going to laugh, a rice cooker. So that when that rice cooker died, I kept that because it's just, you know, it's such a valuable container and it's sturdy. So I use that to capture my water and then I pour it into the pitcher. And then when I go back towards the, bed, the bathroom in the bedroom, I will just put it in that bucket in the bathtub. And that's how we did. So, I mean, it sounds like it's a lot of work. It's not, well, we were on vacation, so we didn't have to work. So that's why we missed a, um, an episode last week. I was in Northern Michigan and Raquel was in Florida. So, uh, that's what I did for the planet. I mean, I lived off grid, uh, for pretty much, uh, 10 days and I'm back. Like I said, we got back on Sunday and here we are on Wednesday. Um, and it's fresh off my mind on, you know, we're getting mid November. We need to start preparing for the winter it, just in the case of what we experienced last year. And there's a lot of catastrophic climate change right now. All you have to do is turn on the weather channel to see it. So earthy girls, earthy guys, Raquel and I want to inform you, encourage you, and inspire you to live a more earthy lifestyle. And it may come down to where you may be forced to do that. So consider that. Once again, I will put the uh, list on the show notes and real excited. I uh, got a tease in our next episode we're going to record with a dear friend of Raquel's who is like a daughter to me she was been in and out of our, my home my entire life uh, or the entire time that we've lived here and she's very special this girl's near and dear to me for many reasons I love her she was Raquel and Corey's one of their best friends but she loves to pick up trash yeah she does isn't that great that's one of the reasons why I love her there's so many but Tyler actually organized a Trinity River pickup. 
challenge to pick up trash. And she got out there with her, her gloves, her trash bag. She enlisted her boyfriend, who's now her husband, enlisted her mom, her grandma, her friends, her community, reached out on social media, got people to meet down there in the morning, and they would walk around the Trinity River and pick up trash. So this girl is gold. In my mind, in my heart, she is an earthy girl. And now, you know, she married, she moved away. Uh, and now she's an earthy mama and she's raising her earthy children and she's going to be joining us in the studio and I can't wait to hear that chemistry between Raquel and Tyler and me and, and share that with you guys. So I think it was a good show. I hope y'all enjoyed it and I hope you got something useful out of it. Uh, start preparing yourself with your five point checklist. I'll put that in the show notes and I'll see you next week. And remember, stay earthy. Hey y'all, it's Raquel and I've been out of town for a family wedding, but wanted to let you know I have still been an earthy girl and I'm still trying to do as much as I can for the planet every day. One big thing that I do while I'm traveling is to bring my own water bottle. So whether that's a Yeti cup or a reusable coffee cup, something that I don't have to continually be using single-use plastic water bottles because while you're on vacation those can add up especially if you're outside a lot you're by the beach you're going to be drinking a lot of water so make sure to bring your own water bottle with you pack ahead of time in your suitcase and I even bring one for my kids my husband brings one and then when we get to our destination whether it's a hotel or Airbnb we can get a few gallons of water instead of you know a big pack of bottled water so it's a lot less plastic that we're using and then in the end we don't have to worry about having to recycle those so a lot of times when I show up to Airbnb or a hotel room or even with family who don't recycle then I'll set up my own little recycle container and that could be a lot harder to dispose of at the end especially if where you're staying your lodging doesn't recycle but you know if you're an earthy girl earthy guy you know it is important to recycle when we can to reduce when we can and then also one of the things I did was I did a little foraging I love to get out in nature I had a wedding a family wedding member got married my husband's little cousin and we had just a beautiful wedding but they live on a huge farm and I got to get out there and just go out there with some clippers and forage for the wedding so it was much better than you know ordering greenery that was going to be shipped and have to be put in boxes which is going to be wasted and then also get you know more um, travel time on the road so all of that local foraging is really sustainable and then also I was able to break down and reuse the cardboard boxes that the flowers were shipped to over and over again we were able to reuse them as trash boxes and then we um, emptied them out and use them as transportation boxes to actually transport and pack up the vases for the wedding so we were trying to be so mindful and earthy while we were doing our wedding our destination wedding but also while I was vacationing on the beach a little bit making sure that I was you know, limiting my single-use plastic water bottles, recycling when I can, and just overall trying to be as conscious and intentional with everything that we do every day, even while on vacation.
This episode was brought to you by Petals to Paper, the magic behind the making. Thank you.